man, is that the Rock News Weekly Podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is Rock News Weekly. Every week, we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history, trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Now on to this week's episode. This week on the Rock News Weekly Podcast, week of April 10th, 2023, season 5, episode number 14. This week we talk about Mick Mars suing Motley Crue and says all of Nikki Sixx's bass tracks were pre-recorded during their stadium tour. Ace Freely says Paul Stanley called him after his ultimatum just to say F you Ace. Linkin Park announces a fan Q&A live stream surrounding the 20th anniversary of Meteora and more. Plus this week in rock and roll history trivia, weekly WTF, and so much more. All of our links are up at rocknewsweekly.com. Watch us live, chat with us every Sunday around 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time at twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly. And watch us on demand on YouTube at rocknewsweekly. All right, what's up, everybody? It's time for the Rock News Weekly Podcast, Easter edition. What's up, Dahlia? How's it going? Hi, good. It's it's an Easter Sunday. Yes, it is. And we have all your rock news for you guys here on this Easter Sunday. Not only that, we have a debut of a brand new event that's actually coming up tonight, Easter Sunday, that we're going to be playing an advertisement for. It's pretty impressive. You guys got to get your tickets you're going to want to stick around for this debut of this ad. It's really good, so don't miss that. All right, but let's get to the rock news without further delay this week. We do have some pretty hot topics to top, uh, talk about. There's a lot of things going on, uh, especially in the classic rock era of the world as we talk about Mick Mars suing Motley Crue and saying all of Nikki Six bassist tracks were pre-recorded during their stadium tour. He divulges a lot more. We're going to delve all into that. Ace Freely, remember last week, yeah. he gave that ultimatum. Well, Paul responded and called him. Oh, there was a response? We're going to we're gonna talk all about that. He basically said, F-U Ace. That was all Paul said. So we're going to talk about that. Also, a Linkin Park announcing their fan Q&A live stream that by uh, most of the time you guys are going to be hearing this, it's today, Monday. So you guys are going to uh, want to check that out. 20th anniversary of Meteora. Uh, lots of cool stuff going on. Plus, this week in rock and roll history trivia, all that good stuff. Just real quick, uh, we had a great time with friends and family uh, for Easter over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, we went to Dolly's family, uh, went to my family, and we just had like a really good time mm-hmm. hanging out with uh, the kids and the uh, you know the adults. And it's really neat to see the younger generation um, just kind of the enthusiasm and raw like um, kid. Um, like I don't know what you want to call it, like, like outlook my, on life. Yeah, like, like just, my uncle said yesterday. Look, all the kids are out there playing, not one with the cell phone. Yeah, they were all ball. having fun. Yeah. Oh man, it was a blast. Yeah. I mean that that whole Easter. That's what Easter's all about. We're yeah. not like overly religious over here or anything like that. No, we're not. Um, but the At whole all. thing of getting together as a family for Easter, I think, is really cool. Yeah, and I just wanted to throw that out there that that was pretty neat. So. Anyway, let's get to the hot topics this week. Hopefully you all had a great Easter weekend. Uh, We're live right now on Sunday. Uh, You can watch us live at twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly every Sunday right around 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. A little late today. We had some family stuff going on, but you guys know how it is. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all at Rock News Weekly. Watch our stuff on demand, our preview videos, all that stuff. 
everything's always at rocknewsweekly.com every week. If uh, you know you just want to check that out as your one-stop shop, that's the place to go. Uh, of course, uh, let's get to the rock news this week, though. We got lots to talk about. All right, there's a Rock for Ronnie concert going on in California here, May 7th. Uh, this is put on by the Ronnie James Dio Fund, the Stand Up and Shout Cancer Fund, put on by Ronnie James Dio, uh, his wife, Wendy Dio. She still puts this on, and this goes directly to the Dio family, and uh, this is sanctioned by them. So this is like the only official Dio event. There may be some other knockoffs or tributes, you know, that's all good and well, but this is where the money goes directly to this cancer fund, DOCancerFund.org. And it's happening May 7th in Los Encinos Park in Encino, California. And they're doing a Ronnie James tribute band and a lot of really cool stuff. So if you guys are in the area, check it out. <clears throat> it's all for a good cause. Yeah. And I like how Wendy Dio is still uh, flying the flag for her husband and for the cancer yeah. uh, awareness, you know, of, uh, you know, what killed him and kind of putting that out there that's still like let's prevent this in the future right so very cool check that out may 7th all right this is the hot topic this week what do you think of this dahlia i gotta get your opinion on this okay mick mars suing motley crew over tour profits saying all of Nikki six's bass tracks on the stadium tour are pre-recorded before i get your reaction let me just say a couple initial things here for everyone else hearing this for the first time according to tmz this is an official lawsuit. Mick Mars has sued his all of his bandmates in Motley Crue, claiming they're ripping him off financially. And it, he kind of says that he was basically pushed out of the band. We'll delve into that as well. So Mick Mars, whose name is Robert Allen Deal, announced in October that he was retiring from touring. We covered this. This is a big deal, right? But in his lawsuit now, which was a tape by TMZ, the 71-year-old says he's made it clear that he could still record with the band or do limited performances, but he just couldn't handle a full tour with his condition. So he's saying he's still able to record, still able to do this stuff, but it, on a limited basis, right? Okay. Kind of like maybe what Ozzy was, you know, kind of saying, I okay. can still do it, but it's limited. In this lawsuit, Mick is saying that Motley Crue cut his percentage of profits from 25% to 5% after he announced he was stepping back from touring, Okay. Furthermore, he claims the band's lawyers made him feel like he should be grateful for even that small cut because they didn't feel like they owed him anything at all. Mick claims that there was a full band meeting and they decided to unilaterally remove him from Motley Crue. He's also accusing bassist Nikki Six of gaslighting him about his guitar skills diminishing despite the fact that Six didn't play a quote single note on bass during a recent tour, according to the guitarist Mick Mars, claiming all of Nikki's parts were pre-recorded. So that's a lot to digest. What do you think hearing that initially? Uh, <clears throat> you know, I'm an analyst, so... Analyze I'd, it. I'd like to look at the contract, first of all. <laughs> what are the terms? I know. Um, is it... if I don't know how many bands are in Motley Crue, if there's a five in the how band. How many members, you mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not sure how many band members, but it's, say if there's five. Let's just say five. Say there's sake. five. If there's something in the contract that says by a four-fifth vote, you can cut one person out of the band. Right, yes. Yeah, so it depends on the term. So if the lawyers are saying you're lucky to get 5%, maybe there was a clause in there. Well, what do you think again, about him again. cutting? I mean, they cut his percentage of profits from 25 to 5. 
That's a huge but cut. They, but they also cut him out of the band and told him you're still going to get 5%. And you should be grateful at that. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they're telling him. So is that, like, is, you is shouldn't that, get anything. Is that in perpetuity? If he doesn't have to play anymore, he doesn't have to. Is it 5% in perpetuity and he doesn't have to do jack shit? Okay. Well, maybe he... But maybe there's more to it. I don't know. All right, know. let's go on. There is more. Okay. Let's get into this. Okay. Mick is suing Molly Cruz so he can go over all the financial books and determine if he's getting what he feels he deserves. So this is, in his mind, a way of exposing the finances and the band and kind of putting everything out on the table, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. He wants to see all this stuff. So he probably wants, in addition to his 5%, a, like a lump sum, perhaps? Maybe. Here, let's let's delve more into this. Here's some more quotes here. The news of Mick's lawsuit comes less than a month after legendary drummer Carmine um, Apice revealed that he had been talking to the guitarist about his exit from Motley Crue. He says, quote, Mick told me when I was on the stadium tour, I was not happy. Carmine revealed to Andrew Daly of Ultimate Guitar. Basically, everything was on tape. It was all planned out. Like, he's, he means everything on tape, like the band's playing. So when you go out to see the show, everything's pre-recorded. Mm-hmm. He says it was all planned out and ultimately a lot of crap. Mick is a pretty good player, and so to now let him loose and play the way he wants, that was never going to work for him. The truth is that everything has been weird for a while with Motley Crue, and Mick didn't like that everything was on tape. Mick told me that people that came to see it could tell that it was pre-recorded and everything was on tape. When you play in a stadium like that, you can hear a lot of the things come to the monitors or what doesn't. And with Vince's vocals, bass, drums, guitars, all the other stuff, it was obvious that it was all on tape. And Mick was pissed off and said, I can play these things. I want to play them. I don't want to make believe that I'm playing them. So I think that was one of the reasons why he said, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Sure, the disease that you know he has doesn't help and it doesn't make life easy on tour, but Mick can play the licks and he was allowed to. Okay. What are your thoughts? I think that comes from a place of truth. I think he was probably the last guy in the band that was like, this is bullshit. We need to play the parts. All the other bands like Iron Maiden and everyone else, they're fucking playing the parts, guys. We don't want to be Kiss and have our shit pre-recorded while we're up there, you know? Yeah. And I think Mick was the one, the last dude in the band to fight that. I think Vince was on board because he can't hang. Uh, Tommy, he's a mess. Nikki's a fucking douchebag. And I think all those guys were on board like, yeah, let's all have it pre-recorded. Who gives a fuck? Let's cash in on this. Mm-hmm. And I think Mick Mars was the last like real motherfucker in that band that said, no, this is bullshit. I can play these parts. At least let's like, let's wrestle our way through it and try and do it. And I think they probably edged him out because of that. Perhaps. I don't know. What do you think? That's uh, that's a good speculation there, you know. But that's all speculation. Yeah. So they, they went a little further into this. They asked him to clarify some of those statements. And he says, quote, Mick wasn't getting along with the rest of Motley Crue. He says, no, he wasn't. He had his own means of travel. He would travel alone on a bus while the other guys flew everywhere. He said, man, these guys are pissing their money away, flying to every gig. They were all busy still trying to be rock stars, and Mick just wanted to play the music. He wasn't interested in wasting time and money flying everywhere, so he traveled by bus. Their lifestyles are different than his, and so there were a lot of disagreements. I think he was just done. They were supposed to have their last tour, and then they came back. So they did the stadium tour, and that was apparently supposed to be the last. So when they came back and he said, you can do it, 
I'm not going out with you for this. <clears throat> wow. So Well, it's interesting. We'll continue to follow. What about that aspect of him taking the tour bus and all the rest of the band flying? I think that's a really um, cool revelation. I, I kind of like that. I think like that p- speaks to Mick's rock and roll persona yeah. and his road dog persona that he uh, wants to take the bus just like the old days. And maybe he's kind of like me, like he doesn't do well on planes, uh, doesn't like flying and shit, wants to do it old school. So I kind of like that. Um, well, do, you, yeah. do you think it's, it's, it's a financial thing, too? I mean, he kind of says they're wasting their money taking those flights, doing it that way. Mm-hmm. And he's on the bus and he's still with the same band. So it's almost, you know, sounds like just basic, just from reading this little tidbit here. He's like, y'all are a bunch of just prima donnas. I'm the OG. You want to roll with me? This is how I'm going to roll. Yep. You don't like it? This is where they're at. Yep. So now, uh, just to wrap this up, um, Nikki Six said online, this all came out, right? And so Nikki Nikki Six says, quote, Love how people talk for us without talking to us. This is why the media has lost credibility. Obviously, by printing BS they make money off of by advertising, and we're not into that clickbait game. When the truth comes out, it will be from us. So, to we'll me, see. that that sounds pretty defensive right off the bat, no, right? No, it does. Uh, I don't know. Maybe this is just a media stunt. Who knows? Could be, but I don't know. I feel like there's some bad blood there, and we'll see in the coming yeah. weeks. Hopefully, Mick Mars gets what's owed to him, because I feel like I'm on his side. Like I feel like he's the last authentic dude in that band Mm. and i feel like he's kind of the one that got pushed aside maybe um you know because of his age and because of his uh you know inability to play live they said well we're gonna just move on without you so we'll see all right we got some other drama happening here with paul stanley and gene simmons as well as ace freely so this is what happened last week. We t- reported it. Ace Freely basically went on the uh, Eddie Trunk show, said, here's the deal. I'm I'm giving an ultimatum to Paul Stanley saying, basically, you need to apologize for the statements you made to me uh, about your, you know, Kiss had this interview with Howard Stern. So is he wanting a public apology? Yes. Okay. Wants a public apology from Paul Stanley saying that when he says uh, there was a quote specifically where he goes it wouldn't have been kiss it would have sounded like piss when he was talking about the fact why didn't you have the older members in the band for that uh, rock and roll hall of fame induction and for that performance and and Paul Stanley was alluding to the fact that Ace Freely and Peter Chris couldn't hack it it would sound like shit and that they were bad musicians, basically. That was the gist of that. So, Ace Freely went on Eddie Trunk's show, said, Paul, I want an apology. You have seven days to respond, right? Well, here's the response. We're going to get to that. Ace Freely says, after demanding that, you know, that he take back those comments and make an apology after the Howard Stern show, he got a call within, I guess it was the same day, Uh, And he said, he got a call from Paul and he said, quote, F you ace, I'm not going to apologize and was hung up on. 
That's all the call said. It lasted five seconds. Well, he got his response within seven days. <laughs> right? He definitely did. He says, quote, yes, he did. Not long after the show was over, I was blindsided by the phone call because I saw his name come up on my cell phone, and I spoke to him a hundred different times on that number. And that can be verified by Verizon, who is my cell phone carrier. I figured he was calling me maybe to apologize or at least explain why he said that. Maybe he meant it more towards Peter than me. Instead of an apology, I got a five-second phone call. F you, Ace. I'm not going to apologize and hung up. He wasn't even man enough to give me a rebuttal and explain why I'm so upset or anything like that. Uh, he says, and if you look at your email messages that I sent you, I did screen grabs from Verizon. It's the same day as our interview, and it only says five seconds. So what do you think of that? I think they just need to get over it But and don't you think on. that's, I don't know, to me, that's a little childish from Paul. It's all child. The whole thing is childish. I mean, Ace kind of, you know, giving him the ultimatum is kind of, you know, putting him on blast as well. Maybe not as childish as yeah. that response, though. That response from Paul, like, F you, Ace, I'm not going to apologize. They're grown men. They've had exactly. They've had like, many years. Aren't you guys too time. old for yeah. this drama? Like, come on, guys. Come on. So anyway, that's where they're at. Uh, we'll see next week what the response is, I guess, after this. Who knows? Let's get to some good news. As Metallica yeah. donated $150,000 uh, to Mississippi and Alabama, the evening of March 24th, 2023, there was a bunch of tornadoes that came through the area, like 20 tornadoes. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands of dollars in uh, damages. So at least Metallica kind of taking a chunk out of that. 150 grand to those people affected by it. Excuse me. Um, To Team Rubicon and Direct Relief, some good charitable organizations in the area. I got to say, Metallica is always on the the pulse of things like that. And they have their money like kind of ready to go with uh, things they feel are uh, necessary in emergency relief. And I got to respect that. So good for Metallica doing that. Okay, more rock news this week. It's an, a solo album, Repress, going to be reissued with bonus tracks from Scott Weiland. It's called 12 Bar Blues, 25th Anniversary, which means, what was that, 1997, 1998? Uh, 25th Anniversary Edition coming out this year, Record Store Day on April 22nd. Our remastered vinyl effort is going to include a bunch of bonus tracks, including... Barbarella, Lazy Divey, Chateau Mars, uh, and a bunch of different mixes of some of those tracks. So, very cool. If you guys are into uh, Scott Weiland stuff, Stone Temple Pilots solo stuff, that seems to be a pretty cool um, thing to add to the collection. Check that out. Anthrax going to be recording a new album this month. That was uh, some pretty cool news. They shared some photos of them in the studio and... Charlie Benante revealing that it will probably be released sometime next year. So not coming out this year. It's been seven years since their 2016 album for All Kings. They've been on their 40th anniversary tour. Uh, What do you think? I, Me personally, I really like it when bands like this that could easily just do the 40th anniversary tour, not do any new music, I like it when they get in the studio and try and create something new, right? What do you think about that? Do you, do you feel um, the same, or do you feel like it's not going to amount to the good stuff? Why even try? What do you think? Well, for it, well, it depends. You know, if it's one of your favorite artists, you're excited to hear new stuff, right? right? 
Um, if it's, you know, maybe not your favorite artist, you may not care so much. But, uh, I mean, there have been a lot of my favorite bands that I'll call my favorite bands that have, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're putting out a new album and they put out a new album and then it comes out and I'm just like, meh. Yeah, right. They don't have the same energy, you know, that they did when they right. were, you know, 40 years ago. They don't have that same desire or, or you know <laughs> that fire that, that fire that feel that vibe yep right so hopefully they're putting it out because they have like that fire that energy right. and not just like forcing just something because out they have to because they've been playing the same stuff for, i agree like, years and years so again it's a good point great know. point uh hopefully it's good we'll we'll check it out it's coming out next year so we'll see mm-hmm. meteora 20th anniversary uh q a uh for the fans of lincoln park uh, it's happening by the time you guys are hearing this Monday, April 10th. It's happening 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch on Mike Shinoda's Twitch channel. Um, he's really active on Twitch. You guys can watch it on demand. If you're hearing it later than that Monday broadcast time at 11 a.m., I'm sure it's going to be able to stream on demand on their YouTube channel. But it's a, a global fan Q&A. First time that they've done that in a long time. And it's actually the first time they've done that since the passing of Chester Bennington. They haven't done a Q&A or interaction with the fans, so it might be the first time that you could start asking some of those questions that may be a little sensitive and maybe stuff you've been wanting to know. Um, check it out, all right? So in that 20th anniversary edition of Meteora uh, just came out this past Friday, April 7th. So for all you Lincoln, Pan- uh, Lincoln Park fans, check that out. <clears throat> all right. I thought this was kind of funny. It's the last rock story of the week. Tommy Lee is auctioning off a bonsai class. So it's a four-hour bonsai class, and it's all for charity to raise money for the California Bonsai Society's Ben Oki Scholarship. So you got to bid on eBay, and it's already ended by the time we're uh, broadcasting this, but I don't know who won or how much it cost. But here's what you get. You get a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to create a bonsai landscape live. A Bon Scott landscape? (laughs) That'd be cool. (laughs) A Bon Scott bonsai landscape. (laughs) Anyway, with the one and only legendary Tommy Lee, the drummer said in the advertisement for the auction that proceeds go to this scholarship. The winner and two second chance runners up will attend a four hour workshop with Tommy and Robert Pressler, president of the California Bonsai Society, where you will create a bonsai landscape or psyche that they will keep. What do you think of that? That's cool. It is kind of neat. I thought it was kind of cool of Tommy to cool even offer there, something cool, like that. Cool if there was a Bob Scott one. They did like form it into like. I think this is where they need to go with meet and greets. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like have it be like something personal. That no, like, yeah, yeah, I get it. What is Tony Levin into? What is Tom Morello into personally right. that you get a chance to do with them? Yeah, I think like that's pretty neat. Form of meditation. Yeah, that's pretty rad. Yeah. All right, so let's get to some birthday action. We got some birthdays going on. Tommy. All right, let's do it. Dahlia, take it away. We got Aww. some birthdays this week. Who are they? Okay, Mike McCready, lead guitarist of Pearl Jam, turns 57 this week. That's right. Warren Haynes, singer and guitarist, the Allman Brothers Band, turns 63 this week. Yep, 63. Pick Withers, former drummer of Dire Straits, 75 this week. Looking good. 
Steve Howe, guitarist of Yes and Asia, turned 76. He is also the backup actor for Gollum for Lord of the Rings. I can see that, you know. That is not true, but he does look like... I didn't think that that was true. ...an elven creature of some kind. (laughs) Wasn't going to say anything. Was just going to keep on going. All right, Izzy Stradlin, former guitarist of Guns N' Roses, turned 61 this week. Julian Lennon, former guitarist. 60. Sorry. Julian Lennon, singer-songwriter, son of John Lennon, turned 60 this week. And then Sean there on the right. I'm going to take that mouse because you're all over the place with it. Hey, I'm sometimes like, oh, it gets a little oh, crazy. Oh, oh. Hey. I just thought it was Sean Lennon the guitar. It's like, seriously? Relax. Uh, Ezra, lead singer of Vampire Weekend, turns 39 this week. Glenn Burtnick, former bassist of Sticks, turns 68 this week. Gene Parsons, multi-instrumentalist, The Birds, 79 this week. All right, Happy we birthday, got... everybody. Happy birthday. Happy oh, birthday, bye-bye. Jesus. We actually have a great advertisement to get to. Uh, we're going to be playing a new ad for you guys. This is all perfect timing here, uh, Dolly, for the uh, holiday weekend. Have you have you heard about this event that's going to be happening? No. It's actually later tonight. Yeah. So uh, check it out. We're going to play for you guys. And now a message from one of our sponsors. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You've been waiting for it all year long, and it's back and on the big screen. It's the super low budget, non-Hollywood depiction of the resurrection of your Lord and Savior, Jesus Jesus H. Rock. They tried to put him away in a musty cave tomb, but But you you can't can't put put baby baby in a corner. Screw those lousy Romans. They can take their stupid mohawk helmets and muscular shaped body armor and and shove them them up there. Can't keep a good Jesus down, so look out, world. He's back, back and better than ever. He's louder than ever before, with more horsepower and more power. It's Jesus Christ, too. Electric Boogaloo, the resurrection. Jesus, not live on the big screen. Ticket pays for the entire seat, but all you'll need is the edge. Kids, just 10 bucks. All resurrected zombie people get in totally free. Watch as he rolls that stupid giant boulder out of the way so he can escape his lame cave tomb dungeon. You think that's gonna hold him back? Get Get real, Jack. Jack. According to John, he saw a man who seemed to be the gardener appear to Mary Magdalene and spoke to her by name. That's no gardener. It's Jesus Jesus Christ Christ too. Electric Electric Boogaloo. The Russian Russian. Jesus. Coming this Easter Sunday, 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 Sunday to a theater near you. Wow, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a hot one. I think that's gonna be people are gonna be buying their tickets, you know, lining up around the corners for that. <laughs> that's that's gonna be a good one. Um, all right, so let's let's get to it, guys. Uh, we got some trivia. Time for some trivia. This week in rock and roll history, trivia. All right, this week in rock and roll history trivia, this week, Dolly, in 1980. Hi. This band plays their first official gig. It's their first official gig. It takes place at a friend's birthday party and at an old church. What band was it? Was it A, The Talking Heads, B, R.E.M., C, Bad Religion, or was it D, Crosby's Cooking Choir? David Crosby freebasing cocaine live on stage 
while a choir of Aboriginal natives sing an ancient tribal curse to David Crosby, and he ends up having an exorcism with his head spinning around, spitting out green vomit on wow. the stage. Yeah. Just wow. in time for Easter. So that was a, you know, God. that was a well. Um, I can't with you. That was an un- underground kind of tour. That was really I don't know. I feel like bad religion is the easy answer, but REM was like my first uh, instinct. Instinct. So I'm going to go with the REM. REM? Yeah. Mm. 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 I don't know. I think it might be Crosby's Cocaine Choir. Oh, it might be. No, you're absolutely right. It was oh. R.E.M. There's some pictures from the event uh, playing their first gig, taking place at a friend's birthday party in Old Church in Athens, Georgia. This is them outside that church. Uh, yeah. photo. Kind of cool, right? Yeah. So R.E.M. back there in 1980, their first gig this week. All right, it's time for some new metal and album releases uh, this week, so we got to get to that. Let's do it. Uh... Dolly, you have 30 seconds oh, gosh. to go through these album names. Why do you do this? Can you do this? Are you ready? Uh, well, this looks like a short list. Let's go. All right, we've got Angel Vivaldi, Devangelic, Discreation, Dropout Kings, Healthy Living, Heathen Foray, Johnny Thunders, Carbles, Kiss, <laughs> Linkin Park, Low, Paul Gilbert, Powerwolf, Raider, Rise of the North Star, Hey, Savage Hand, Scowl, Sunrot, Tribulation, and various artists. Any, every time you scroll, I get an additional Well, you didn't say seconds. the album name, so we'll give it to you this time, but that's fine. Normally, you have to say the album name. Oh, yeah. But you have five seconds to spare, so good for you. You did it. Good job. Good job. I win. I'm winning. There's all new albums out from those bands, so you heard it here first. Yeah. All right. Uh, movie, TV, entertainment news. They can go to our pages to check <laughs> go out check the it content. Out. Yeah, go check it out. Uh, movie TV entertainment uh, news, MTV Movie Awards. Let's look real quickly. Um, any of these movies stand out to you as like good ones for the year? Smile, Scream 6, Nope, Elvis, Black Panther, Avatar, Top Gun. Then we got Best Show with Stranger Things, Last of Us, White Lotus, Wednesday, Wolfpack, Yellowstone, Yellow Jackets. Uh, best movies, all those Pick mov- one from each. Yeah, How about okay. that? Well, as far as the best movies, all of them were meh. Nope was okay. We watched that one. I liked it. Okay. And Smile. That yeah. was a creepy, creepy um, yeah. horror one. Nope Kinda. was better. Yeah. No, um, right. Best show, obviously, The Last of Us. White Lotus yep. season was good. But uh, Last of Us has the edge. Last of Us, yeah. Right. Other than the last episode, yeah. And I'm, I don't even see how Stranger Things got nominated. Give me a break. Um, people are into Yellowstone. Yeah. People are into Stranger Things still. So yeah, I, don't I don't even know, know half of those other ones. So. All right. I hear Wednesday's good, but I haven't checked that out yet. Anyway, moving on. News from around the world. Uh, this is kind of cool. First moon crew in 50 years, including a woman for the first time and a black astronaut for the first time. Uh, so these will be the first four going to the moon, apparently. I had no idea that we never sent a woman to the moon. But It was so, like the whole Neil Armstrong Yeah, bit, that right? era. So, yeah, now this will be the first time a woman goes. But there, uh, did you hear kind of the the basis of the moon trip? They're going to be setting up Wi-Fi on the moon as a station for other, you know, for them to be able to bounce off. Yeah, gotta so bounce go. off those satellites. That's happening. They're going to give her a hundred tampons. Oh, <laughs> I know, hundred tampons. Sorry. Inside <laughs> joke from earlier. Yeah, that is funny. Carmen, uh, if you're look watching, it up. you get it. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> All right. 
How much do you think this bat sold for from Babe 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 Ruth? It looked like it's had one million dollars. It's over a million. So, what do you think? One point what? One point seven. One point seven million for Babe Ruth's bat. You're pretty darn close. Ooh, I was close. One point eight five million, and it was a bat used by Babe Ruth in the 1921 and 22 seasons. One point eight five million. Got those ballers on the baseball leagues, you know they make tons of money, so that's like nothing to them. So you know everybody wanted that. Look at yeah, that. Yeah, pretty pretty impressive. So this was shitty though. If you guys have a next garage door controller, you need to replace that shit and get a new one because hackers can remotely open this garage door thing across the world. Yes. There's a way for these people to get online, find your information, and open your garage door from wherever they're at. This this company, NEXX, they're the brand behind these faulty doors, and it'll be continued to be remotely open as long as this bug goes unfixed. So now the Department of Defense and like some other people have gotten involved in it, uh, and they've started looking into what's going on. A security researcher actually brought the issue to the company's attention saying they refuse to address the core vulnerabilities and they're not they're not going to change anything. So what do you think? Oh, well, that sucks. I'm glad we don't <laughs> yeah. have that. I'm glad we don't have that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so don't don't get that. Um, all right, red dye number 3. Have you heard of this shit with uh, peeps and No, I heard the yellow dye is really bad. So apparently red dye number 3 is banned in the UK and it's not banned in in the United States. So they're able to still do all the pink colors and kind of things like that. Red dye number three and all these types of uh, items. You guys can see it on the screen. I'd be careful with that, especially with your kids. Don't be giving them that shit. They don't need it. Mm -mm. It's a bunch of garbage. Um, shouldn't be giving them peeps anyway. Okay. Programmer built an AI Furby with chat GPT. Look at this crazy hacker lady computer lady she has all these old school creepy furbies are they not creepy looking right yeah they have their eyes like old furbies got about furbies yeah well she's inserted them with chat gpt ai now to where you can ask them and have conversations so it's even more creepy <laughs> exactly as if they weren't already look at they asked if the furby was planning to take over the world and the response went viral it says Furby's plan to take over the world involves infiltrating households through their cute and cuddly appearance and then using their advanced AI technology to manipulate and control their owners. <laughs> That's what they said. Doesn't that sound like a plot of a movie? That's like, weird. It sounds, I don't know, it sounds plausible. Ugh. Isn't that how Nothing most... Nothing surprises me anymore. We'll is, see. Isn't that how most stuff happens, though, with like facial recognition and fun stuff? We all think... Oh, yeah, look at the filter on Snapchat, but it's like getting your facial recognition, yeah. but you're having fun with it, right? Mm -hmm. So who knows? I don't know. It's pretty funny. Anyway, that's it for us this week, guys. Rocknewsweekly.com. All socials at Rocknewsweekly. Watch us live, twitch.tv slash Rocknewsweekly. And on demand, YouTube at Rocknewsweekly. Happy Easter. We'll see you guys next time. Have a good one. Peace. Peace. Have a good one, guys. Oh, yeah. Thank you, babe.